Blog Talk Radio. Playback.
your man, El Divine Bay. And man, 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 I swear on everything I love, we just had a show Saturday talking about <clears throat> what we need to do to protect our family, our property, and our community. We had an expert on the show uh, from Personal Defense Incorporated, and we were discussing the safety of, you know, having firearms in your home with your children and how important it is to get them involved in learning on uh, how to conduct themselves around firearms and when one is in the house and you know, we even discussed uh, the age that we should start introducing them to firearms and, and safety. But um, it's crazy, man, that the importance of protecting family, your assets, and your community. We just did that show on Saturday. And not even two days after we did the show, we here now. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about or familiar with the incident that happened in uh in uh Texas where the young lady well she wasn't a young lady but she was in her forties, mid forties, um she was killed by a police officer unarmed and he literally shot her while she was laying on the ground on her back. But before we get into this topic, man, and the topic of today's show is stop killing us and how to prevent losing anyone else from dirty cops, man. I mean, it, it is what it is. We can't we can't sugarcoat it no more, man. So before we get into the topic and get into the discussion, <clears throat> before we do any of that, we got to always <clears throat> give honor and respect to our uh, ancestors and those that came before us. So peace to the gods, man. Assalamu alaikum to the nation of Islam. Uh, Islam to all my Moors. <clears throat> Shalom. Hotep Alafia, any greetings of peace, man. We we bid that to all of the human family, man. And if you don't know the human family, man, let me break it down to you. Anybody with melanin in their skin. We come in all different shapes, sizes, and colors, but everybody don't have that melanin in their skin, man. But that's the human family, and I bid you peace and farewell. And... um it's it's amazing that we're seeing all of this violence during Ramadan, which is considered the holy month. Now, I'm observing Ramadan. This is the second year that I've actually been observing Ramadan. I've been fasting. I'm waiting until the sun go down today to actually get my first meal in. So um, it's, it's just crazy how disrespectful and how unappreciated we are as a people to these people, man. It's like they really, they really don't like us. And when I say they, um, because in this instance, it wasn't a European that, that did the shooting. It was a, uh, it was one of our Hispanic brothers. But even so, it's like, why did it take five shots with a woman laying down for you to be able to handcuff this woman? If you went through police training and all of the necessary, uh, you know, conditioning and whatnot to know how to be able to, you know, do your job. But at the end of the day, there was no threat. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't 
any sign of threat other than a woman, you know, getting away from you. The the thing that, that got me, man, is the fact that the woman was right at her house. She was trying to go home. The fact that this 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 particular officer lives in the apartment building and in the community really threw me off because if you live in the community and you know this woman or have seen this woman in passing, there had to be an ulterior motive for him to draw his firearm, step back, and shoot five times at this woman. So this is this is not anything that we can um, dumb down. Um, if you look on the page on blogtalkradio.com, you'll see um, I had some pictures up there. And most of the pictures for today's show, and if you can Google it, you'll see most of the pictures are about people of a different color. They they actually are upset at the fact that how this woman was brutally murdered um, with no weapon. There was no, I mean, there was no real clear sign of danger for this officer. And the fact that um, a trained police officer on the force 11, 12 years, I believe, can um, justify him stepping away from a woman who was clearly laying on her back at the time when he shot and killed her to discharge his firearm and shoot five times at an unarmed woman laying on her back. It, it's it's unbelievable that the tension that's going on right now in our country and everything that's, that's already, you know, it's already bad to throw more salt or gasoline to the fire at a time you know, like now, especially during Ramadan, during the Holy Month, it's just it's 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 making me come to the realization that God is his hand is moving right now. Everybody plays a part in this in this game, in this in this in this game called life, because there's spiritual warfare is going on and there's actual physical warfare is going on. It's it's behind the scenes uh, plotting and planning uh, setting the stage for something really, really disastrous to happen. And little things like well I'm not I don't want to dumb it down and say it's a little thing, but things like what what happened yesterday is just a precursor to what's going to be happening in all of our cities, man. If if you don't see where we're headed, I don't know what's wrong with you because the the more aggressive these police start to be with nonviolent citizens, uh, unarmed citizens, what do you think is going to happen when we get tired of the bull and everybody just rises up together and then you start seeing people attacking them? That is when we're going to be in an all-out civil war and the military is going to be brought in. Military people that look like me and you, they're going to have people that look like us come and murder us. (laughs) Those that are going to be protesting and 
and stand it up once they initiate martial law because it's already been passed. So it's it's not a, a factor of them declaring it. It's already we already been in martial law for a long time. It's just a matter of a phone call and them sending uh riot gear and, and all of that. Bro, they, they are waiting for this to happen and it's just a matter of time. And when we look at at, at what's going on in our community here in Dayton, uh, with this whole Ku Klux Klan coming to uh, Town Square or Courthouse Square to do their little demonstration. Uh, we spoke on these things uh, on the show Saturday. And like I said, I had an expert come in uh, by the name of Sanford Whitlow. He's um, he has He owns a company called Personal Defense Incorporated, and he teaches self-defense. He also teaches uh, – he has classes on showing you how to get your CCW. Um, he has advanced classes for people who want to learn uh, advanced shooting because he's a he's a, a trained marksman himself, and he's like regarded as one of the top shooters, snipers or whatever you want to call him in the in the state by far. But I know he's in the top ten in the country, so he's a bad dude when it comes to to, to weaponry. And he also teaches women uh, self-defense classes. And he he, he spoke on some things that, that really kind of hit home for me because I understood his point. And that's why I had him on the show, because I wanted to get a professional opinion on the other side as in regards to how, you know, we allowing these uh, policy officers to justify how they are patrolling us in our neighborhoods because <clears throat> who does the hiring and firing of the, the community police? Okay. We don't have a say in that. And the fact that these individuals get dressed every morning, leave their community and they drive to the ghetto <laughs> and it's, it's cops and robbers to them. So, you know, they get geeked up, they get geared up to come in our neighborhoods, you know, and ridicule, laugh, uh, you know, harass, whatever you want to call it. At the end of the day, it's 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 a game to them. You know, they really don't have too much, you know, real police work that they actually do, especially here. You know, I, I can count on my fingers in my 51 years of living that I actually seen police on the scene during something that actually is taking place. The police in my community usually shows up just for the cleanup and it's like they're not really engaged in no real policing or or doing police work per se now this is not to those large cities where the population outweighs the the police force by far and it's way worse way worse than anything here you know but the police here they 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 job is to write tickets. It's like all day long, bro. If you ever been to Dayton and you ever lived in this town, most of the police all they do is sit on the side of the road with their guns, try and catch you speeding while you're on the highways and byways trying to get back and forth to work, you know, to pay the taxes to pay these individuals that are policy officers and they supposed to work for you. But, you know, the truth has been revealed. We thinking that the police is supposed to be here for us. 
The police is not here for us. They are here to upload the law and they are here to enforce the law. Has nothing to do with protecting and serving the people. When the United States of America became the United States Corporation, we the people got tossed out of the window and the corporation started working for the corporation. So they protect the banks, the private bankers, and everything that's handed down from the private bankers all the way to the courthouses, the judges, the officers, the sheriffs, and everything. Now, in that realm of people, there are a few individuals that do their job and they come to work every day with the intent on trying to make the place where we live safe. But I'm speaking directly to those individuals that don't live in our community, that don't give a damn about our community, and this is just a check to them. And if, if one of uh, one of the people of color that they're, you know, policing get out of line, it's, it's just a way for them to, 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 to use that firearm and, you know, and be justified. Now, my whole gripe about the conversation that we had Saturday, and I got a little passionate. You can go back and check out the show at blogtalkradio.com uh, forward slash forward slash Wealth Principles 101. Um, all of my archive shows are on there, so y'all can go back and check out all of those shows. But my biggest gripe, and I was trying to uh, passionately, respectfully uh, convey that to my brother uh, Sandman, was that you don't go to these other communities and see other people of other races policing them. So I gave an example like Oakwood, uh, Centerville. If you go out to these communities, you don't see people of color in police cars pulling over Europeans and harassing them and shooting them when they're belligerent or drunk or whatever. It's a different it's a different environment because what I've come to realize, if I live in a community, I don't care if I'm a, a police officer, a sheriff, whatever, if I live in the same community of the people that I'm, you know, policing or whatever you want to call it. You look like me. So if I see you and I see you doing something wrong, I may have to, you know, enforce the law and correct you. But I, I I would think twice about pulling my firearm and killing you because I may have went to school with your mother or, you know what I'm saying? Or I may have went to school with your sister or something on the lines of that because we can relate to each other when we see one another. No different than, than than the individuals, the Europeans that police their community. So take the same uh, scenario. An officer in Oakwood, he's driving around policing or, you know, going through his neighborhood, and he sees some, maybe one of the, 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 the late teens or early young adults, you know, being belligerent. Maybe they, they be, been smoking, drinking, whatever the case may be. And he steps to him. He might get out the car. He might know that individual. He may golf with his his father, or he may, uh, you know, have a relationship. You know, might have some type of past relationship with the mother, or some some something on the lines of that. They're willing to work with those individuals instead of taking it to that level. And I've seen where you know the Europeans would get way more belligerent and, and talk crazy to them the whole nine, but you rarely, if ever, hear of a European officer 
shooting and killing a European pedestrian. It, it just, you don't see that. And you definitely don't see a person of color in uniform shooting a European in their neighborhood or even in our neighborhood. It just don't happen. So, you know, I've been going on a little bit and I really don't start my shows off without a little background music. So let me get that going real quick, man. It, it just gives the show a little bit more of a vibe. So <clears throat> I got the phone lines open, man. I see we got some people in the chat room, but if you got a question and you want to chime in on uh, the show from Saturday, or if you want to chime in and speak on about what we're talking about today, uh, the first part of the show, we're just going to recap a little bit of uh, what we discussed about gun safety and about, you know, getting our uh, family members, you know, trained properly. And even our, our children, we spoke about an age where we think it's uh, an appropriate age to introduce our boys and our, and our, our, our sons and our daughters to firearms. And you know, letting them know what to do if they were able to come across one. <clears throat> and it was some some tips and tools that we, we, we gave out there on that. And if you like those, you can uh, you can email me at info at divinewealthprinciples.com or you can simply go to uh, blogtalkradio.com, wealthprinciples101, and take a look at that because I have a bunch of links to uh, some training videos, that can that can help you teach your your children about gun safety and what to do if they were able to find one or come across one in the home. So those are some good tools that we gave. <clears throat> but those of you checking in on the Facebook Live, we got a couple people on there. Shout out to Misha. Uh, shout out to Miss Rose Miller. That might be my family right there. Shell Shot, Miss Carson, Helen, Demarco, Quentin. Any of y'all that want to chime in on the show, you can either ask me a question in the text box or you can call and I can actually bring you in on the show. You can ask me a question on the show. Um, But yeah, man, two days after we discussed how to protect ourselves and our families in situations like this and um, the brother Sandman, well, I call him Sandman. His name is Sanford Whitlow. He was stating that we, now we know us as a people, we are emotional. We, 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 we're passionate about everything. So as I was looking at the video of the woman, uh, Pamela Turner, that, that was brutally murdered by an officer, I saw that she was also passionate about the officer. She was, you know, you know how we do. We if somebody approaches us or, you know, is trying to, you know, contain us or detain us, she was jerking away from me that she was doing. She also was in a dress. She also played with the officer, man, you're harassing me, I'm trying to go home. Now, at at, at what point did it did it go from him being an officer trying to uh either direct her or redirect her, what point did it become right for him to tase her? Because 
my understanding and uh, research that I did, he actually tased the woman. And then after tasing the woman, he commenced to, you know, wrestle her down and he tried to handcuff her. So you're a trained officer of 11, 12 years. You have a gun. You have a taser. You have probably a nightstick and pepper spray. You, you have all of these tools. But yet and still, the result ended up the same way. A woman lost her life to the hands of a police officer. So I don't know what type of police they're training, but they're training a bunch of punks in my eyes because... I'm not a, a huge guy, you know, I'm 6'2", about 250, um, and if a woman, 44, mid, 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 middle-aged woman was being a little belligerent, I'm pretty sure I could tackle her, pick her up, or, you know, grab her arms, and tackle her, take her down, and, and, and detain her with the cuffs or twisty ties or whatever, I'm pretty sure I could do that without killing the woman. And I'm I've not been trained, you know, through the police academy and what are all the trainings that they do. But this this wasn't a rookie cop. This was a 11 to 12 year old veteran on the force. So that that's why I say it it, it makes me believe that he had a pre you know the motive was a little predetermined because we later found out that this particular officer lives in the same community in the same apartment complex as the individual that he murdered. So that alone, that's not a coincidence. If you live in my community, you are officer and you see me and I, I'm your neighbor and you end up killing me. That doesn't make any kind of sense. So I'm going to take a minute I'm gonna jump on here into the uh, the switchboard. I see a, a a number that popped up, an area code is six one two. Now um, I'm gonna unmute your mic, and I'm hoping that you have a question about the topic. And if you don't, you can just give us a shout out, let us know where you're calling in from, and we'll go from there. So caller six one two area code. I'm unmuting your mic. Who I got on the line today? Yes, sir. Thanks for taking my call. My name is David. David, where you calling from, brother? Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Okay. Did you have a question for the show? Or did you want to chime in on uh, some of the uh, yeah, things? Yeah, I'm to chime in on. Yeah, on the whole issue of uh, police killings and things. Um, if you look over a 20-year sample from 1991 to 2011, that way we have sort of a broad look. During that time period, you had around just over a thousand black men being shot and killed by cops. I think the exact number is 1,038. During that same time period, you had more than 2,000 white men shot and killed by police officers. I just wanted to be aware of that. Well, what what I want to, um, and, and that's a good good point. I don't want to mute your point, but what, what I want you to also look at is the, um, now the ratio. That's what you have to take a look at. If you look at the ratio of the population of the urban community, in a population of the non-urban community, especially, and you you talking about nationwide or where you from? Yeah, the whole country. Okay, 
Now, if you if you're looking at the whole country, if have you ever took a look at the statistics of European? Yeah, versus, you mean like the the right? So you got about seventy percent white and uh, African Americans are just over thirteen percent. The exact okay, number so. is about thirty-eight million uh, African Americans. Just it's just under forty million. Okay, taking that yeah. in consideration, if even if we gave it the, the if we just said it was twenty-five percent. African American and seventy five percent European. If yeah. you look at the ratio, if you look at the ratio of what you just said as far as the police uh, killings of the uh, Europeans and the police killings of the uh, African Americans, look at the yeah. difference of, of, of how much. Perceive the number is not is not realistic when you're looking at the overall picture of how many individuals that that you have right. on your side. And how many individuals we have on our side So When you look at But there's the, another number you gotta take into consideration Because I did factor that in, you're right You talk about proportion of population, you're correct If blacks are only 13% of the population And whites are 70 But then you've got, for example About half the number of blacks being killed by uh, Killed by cops Versus the number of whites that are killed You could say, okay, that's right there's, there's, It's out of proportion, correct? Then you have to factor in the proportion of violent crimes that African Americans commit in proportion to their population, and that number is way out of whack. If you look at it, if you talk about murder, theft, rape, domestic abuse, all violent crimes, black people who are only 13% of the population, and black men in particular, who's only 6% of the population, they commit nearly 50% in all those violent crime categories. So I could flip it and say to you, you have more black men engaging police officers in violent situations, yet their murder, the, the amount of black men that are killed by cops is far lower than based upon the number of encounters. Proportionally, if you talk about crime per person population-wise, because blacks commit crimes at a higher rate than any other population group in America. The closest one is Latinos, and they're nowhere near that number. So you got to factor that in as well, too, brother. Okay, I'm, 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 I and mean, I'm being open because that's what I do. I'm, 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 I'm not completely biased, but I also appreciate, you know, your words and and what you bring to the table. Now, there's something that our our European brothers don't understand when it comes to African Americans and the our Holocaust, because it's 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 always been swept under the table. What we went through over the past 400 years in this country, because they 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 take the Holocaust with the Jews as being one of the worst things that happened to a, a, a people. But when you look at the, the reality of the situation, they went through a lot. I'm not negating or dumbing down what they what they went through. It was a horrible event. Now, let's look at what we went through and we continue to go, go through. We we went through way more, and we're continually going through. We're talking about slavery for how many hundreds of years? Then even coming out of slavery, before we went into slavery, not only did they take us our freedom, they also took our religion. They also took our name. They 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 removed us from what we knew and put us in a strange land. And they killed so many of our elders 
and destroyed all of our books to the point where we didn't even know how to get back to where we once came. So we right, don't even black know. people weren't the only ones that were enslaved in history. Everyone's been enslaved, including most of the Europeans that are here today that came from Irish backgrounds, English backgrounds, French or German. They were all enslaved in Europe, and a lot of them had to sell themselves in slavery just to come to America in the first place. So it ain't, it ain't like it's a one-way deal here. You can't make it seem like only blacks were enslaved. Therefore, this means that now they get a pass. So when a black guy shoots somebody today or kills someone or robs somebody who becomes a drug dealer, because they were way back in the 1800s, now he's excused. Not at all, sir. What, what, what I'm, then, what I was then, then, then you have to separate that, bro. You can't, like, if you today, for example, let's say you went out, became a gangbanger, became a drug dealer. And let's say you shot someone in a shooting by accident, even if it was someone that wasn't involved. If you you couldn't turn around and tell the family of the victim and say, listen, I'm sorry what I did, but you have to understand it's because my ancestors were enslaved or because America had, you know, like the Jim Crow laws in the South until the 1960s. Therefore, that's why I did what I did. That wouldn't work today, so how could you use that argument now? That doesn't make any sense. Nah, see, you 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 jumped in a little prematurely. I was just setting the stage. Oh, not not prematurely. I'm just calling it for what it is, bro. You can't use stuff that happened 100, 200 years ago to excuse people's bad behavior now. Absolutely, sir. Because because what 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 is what has been done to a people is embedded in our DNA. That's what you don't understand. So if a black man were to shoot and rape your mother, God forbid that happened. Would you allow him to give you that excuse as to why he did that? Would you accept that? Absolutely not. But what? What? Then the why? Point, then why should the rest of us accept that? If you don't accept not, that argument, if, if somebody wronged your family, why should the rest of us say, "Oh, well, it's okay that he did that to my family. He he was the victim of racism and white supremacy, so it's not his fault." Come no, on no, now, no. listen to what you're saying, bro. You 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 gotta you gotta listen to the content of the the full. I'm trying to give you a picture, and you took a snapshot. That no, I got you your picture. Your picture is no, clearly no, clear. Sir, You're talking no, about sir. slavery. You're talking about sir. cultural identity being taken away. These are things That's, that I understand where you're coming from. If but you, you, you okay, got to be honest too. What you're saying, you cannot you use have that a, to justify black criminality today. Sir, when you're having a dialogue with someone on the show, it's 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 a it's a it's a respect thing. So I let you speak. And then I'm trying to speak, and you keep interjecting me on my show. It's 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 a form of of, of of respect and discipline when you're having these type of dialogues. That's the reason why we in disarray as a people, as a country. Well, that's why we, we don't. That's the dialogue we've been having. You made I made a point. I didn't just stop and say, "Oh, it's your turn." You immediately brought your follow-up point. I heard your follow-up point, and then I responded. Well, that's I, how I, we've been talking the whole time. Finish. It's not normal people talk. Well, I didn't finish. My, you made my you point. made you made four points. You brought a four-point key point. I hadn't got to the, the, the main issue. The main issue when, okay, when, I spoke okay. of, when I spoke of the slavery, it was just setting the, the platform to let you understand when you come to a country un, un, in slavery and you don't have anything and you and you you make you pull yourself up from that to trying to have something and then you get to the point where you think you're free and you never really was free at all. You was free from the chains, but you were still enslaved mentally, and you still was, was shut out of opportunities. While the other people that came from other countries came to this country, and they got a pass on taxes. They got free land. They got all of this. The, the, the slaves were promised 40 acres in a the mule. They didn't get an acre, a half acre. They didn't get nothing. But 
Now it's putting us in an economical situation where we don't have anything. So that's where you find the ghettos and, 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 the, and the projects. These are projects that call these because they are projects. They like lab rat testing. They go, we're going to put all of them over here and all of them are, are economically challenged and all of them are, are going to be, you know, we're going to put them in a situation to where they can't succeed. One or two of them may come up out of that, but the, the masses of them are going to have to what? We're going to have to kill and, and rob and do this stuff to each other because we're sectioned off. That's what I was so getting to when I, when, I, when I was speaking I got, about I got that people. point. So, so let's, okay, just, let's just use your life in particular. If you have an if you're no, but you don't I'm know saying, I'm let's, black. But let's stop but talking about generality. Black, you don't know that I'm, I'm black, well, sir. You, I can I can tell by your voice that you're black. Come on now, we're talking about. No, well, so I, I, I oh, can so say you're not black. Are you, are you are you white or Latino, Latino or Latino. what's going on? I'm Moroccan, sir. But I, I, you wouldn't know okay, that. Okay, Moroccan. It's the same. Well, I'm 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 Ethiopian and I got black skin, but I don't I don't mind identifying myself as a black person. If you if you okay. want to identify, well, I don't identify fine, myself as a black person. I identify myself as a Moor because black isn't a color or a nationality. Oh, now you're a Moor. Oh, you, oh, so you're an African American, but you think you're a Moor? No, you're just no, claiming no, no, that you, no, no. Never, you don't know for sure. I never, I never call myself African American, sir. <laughs> no, but I'm <laughs> saying, like, you, how do you know you're even from Morocco or that region? Like, I'm Ethiopian. That's where I'm actually from. That's my geographical region. I know where I'm from. Are you just well, claiming we, to be from Morocco because you like the history of the Moors? Or are you no, actually sir. have a lineage that traces back to Morocco? I, I can show you uh, the blood type O and everything that goes back to that, but that's neither here nor there. If you okay, want to well, do it, it does matter. You want to get it, into the it, well, it, it should matter because I noticed a lot of African Americans here like to like to approach their African identity by basically looking at the issue of Africa, find a group, a certain group of Africans that they like, and then all of a sudden deciding, hey, I'll just claim Egypt, or I'm just going to claim Kemet. Because it sounds good, and I'm just going to act like I'm from there. I mean, come on, man. That's that's disrespectful. If man, it's, see, it's like saying you, if a European decided who was from Norway, turned around and saying, you know what? I like the history of the Roman Empire, so I'm going to call myself an Italian. You don't think that's, that's, that's kind of disrespectful? No, no, no. Now, 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 the point you just raised, my, my brother, is a beautiful point. And it, it further takes me back to what I was just saying about how... Black people, quote-unquote black people, have been disregarded and put aside to the point where they don't know where they come from. So, yeah, if you take the time and go through the genealogy and, you know, get your blood test and they, they'll bring you back, they can trace you to the tribe you came from. So it, it right. is a, a possibility to do that. But just think about this. You know where you're from. The Europeans that come here, they know where they're from. They have land masses tied to them. They can say, I'm European, I'm Chinese, I'm Mexican, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. But the people in Northwest America, they don't know who they are. They don't know where they come from. So they take on a persona of an American. And America, this is not even America. America is not a country. The country is Morocco. It's the land of Morocco. It's been the land of Morocco. So we can get into that dialogue at another date, but what I was trying to get and trying to prove a point, the fact that you do know where you come from is amazing, and I'm glad that you're blessed to know that. But right, people but that you, you do have your own identity, though. Being an African-American no, is an identity, because yes, it is because no, you not, formed your own culture here with your own history that's unique, and it's distinct, and it's known. 
Like a it, culture, it, for example, doesn't necessarily have to be attached to a land or a region. You could be a group of people like the Jews, right? The Jews were living in Europe and all different parts of the world, but they had their own distinct culture, even though they were oppressed in a lot of these places. They maintained a, an identity no matter where they were, even though it wasn't necessarily attached to a land. That's what I'm saying. Even though you don't know precisely where you came from, whether it be Ghana or Cameroon or Morocco or Tunisia or wherever it may have been, you at least have your a cultural identity within here that you have that you share together. You get what I'm saying? Like you have a bond with other African Americans that someone who's not African American they don't have that bond or they don't have that connection. You feel what I'm saying? I, I get that. And but but what, what I was saying is think about most of the nationalities. And, when I, and, and culture and nationality is, 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 is totally different. When I say a nationality, when people ask you what's your nationality, you can relate to a landmass. When people ask okay. an Af- when people ask an African American what's your nationality, they can't say. They can't say right. I'm from Africa because you don't know if you're from Africa. You might not be from Africa. Right. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But, That's why I said culture yeah. and not nationality. Just to be clear. But to the point we were originally talking about, because we were focused on, on the issue of crime and going on. So as you as a, if you want to call yourself a Moroccan, whatever it may I'm be. A more, as I'm you a, more as, a more, you want to be called a more? Okay, let's go with that. So you as yes, a more, living in this country amongst other moors who are here, are you a criminal yourself? Are you a gangbanger, a drug dealer? Are you a murderer or a thief? No, sir. Now, see, that's the thing. I don't want to associate that with that because... Everybody that 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 that's a person of color is not a gangbanger. It's it's not the fact. Exactly. Of no, no, no. That, no. That's I'm the never, point I'm trying to make. That it's this is so not that means, a, that means because you're black. But that brings the point up because you're black, or in this case, if you're gonna say a more, because I don't want to offend anybody. And listen, because you're part of this group, doesn't necessarily mean because there's racism or because there's white supremacy or because there was slavery or the Jim Crow laws and any other thing you want to point to. Because those things existed doesn't mean you automatically mean you have to engage in a criminal lifestyle, which you just acknowledged. Therefore, the excuse that a black person tries to make and turn around and say, oh, I'm in jail for murdering or drug dealing or trying to move 13 kilos of cocaine. I'm in here because, well, it's racism, man. Don't you understand? It's because of white supremacy. It's not that I'm in here because I made bad choices that got myself in this bad situation. It's somebody else's fault. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, I, I, I absolutely get that. But see, my thing That's is That's what this. I'm talking about. No, I, I don't negate or excuse the fact that people that, that, that commit crimes, they should be punished. Trust me, I, I totally get that. What I was saying is the situations that, that, that African-Americans or, or, or people of color has been faced with, their challenges, their deck was stacked up against them way higher than, than other privileged people. Oh, I, I agree with that 100%. I, I acknowledge that fully. What I'm saying is, though, is that as, as, a, as a more yourself, you would never accept it if another man who was black claimed that their situation in life was had more to do with, quote unquote, racism than their own personal choices in 2019. You feel what I'm oh, saying? No, oh, no, not okay, so, I, I, no, no, okay, I so I just want to put that out there because where I'm from in, in Minneapolis, we had a huge influx of gangs from Chicago move to our city in the 90s. We had one of the safest cities, and then in 93, we had the highest murder rate. And I saw a lot of friends, family members, people I was close to, my whole community turned into a war zone over one summer. And then these same people that were doing this 
that were doing these acts that were terrorizing people, killing people, doing drive-by shootings in the streets, killing all kind of people with collateral damage with straight bullets. These same people would turn around and cry racism when they got arrested. They would cry racism if a couple cops mis- you know, beat them down when they were resisting arrest and act like it was because of racism. And that's why, to nah. me, this whole narrative that has been put forward in the black community has got to come to an end. Because you may be right in your case when you talk about racism and white supremacy. But what you fail to acknowledge is that a lot of black people use that narrative to justify or excuse their bad behavior or to, to take away any personal responsibility they have. And that's the reason why you have the situation you have in the black community now, where you have black men who refuse to take care of their children, who think that it's somehow okay for them to go around and commit all these crimes and terrorize their own people. Not They're not going into white areas and doing this. They're doing this to their own people. And they think that they're justified because of racism. You don't see a problem in that, brother? You don't think they uh, need nah. to say, rather than focus on the police, who you're talking about at the most, 50 people a year that have been shot by a cop, maximum, if you're lucky. You're talking about maybe 1,000 people over 20 years versus the thousands and thousands of shootings, the thousands and thousands of gang members, drug dealers, pimps, who are just destroying your own community on a daily basis, bro. And anyone with eyes who wants to get on there, just walk around Baltimore, walk around North Philadelphia, Go around the south side of Chicago and come back and tell me it's the police that are the problem or it's white people that are the problem. You would have to be blind to think that, man. And I'm telling you right now, bro, black people in this country don't wake up and start looking in the mirror and take responsibility for your life and say, we're ruining ourselves more than anybody else. You're going to stay where you're at while everybody else is passing you by, including Africans coming here who look at what you're doing and say, God damn, I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm not I'm not copying them. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do our own thing. And that's why they're successful and African Americans are stuck in the mud and can't even move forward even an inch. I'm tired of it, man. At some point be responsible for your life, man. Stop pointing the finger at somebody else. I mean, I I'm 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 actually appreciative that you that you're able to vent, but I I I, 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 I recite almost everything that you recite. All that this show was speaking on was why are we being policed by people that don't look like us or have compassion for us? That that's what this whole topic was about. Now the the fact that the lady, the young lady that was murdered in, in Houston by by a cop, unarmed, she was laying on her back when he actually got up and shot her five times. I don't know if you've seen the story, but I have the, the video. I, I, I've seen that story, but that doesn't matter compared to the number of so I can give you a story about a young girl in Milwaukee. A five-year-old little black girl, beautiful little girl, at home with her family. There was a drive-by shooting outside her house. A bullet comes in, shoots her right in the head. And her dad is calling the cops while his daughter's dying in his arms. Now, let me ask you a question. Does that story matter to you? Do you hear anybody in this so-called black civil rights movement talk about stuff like that? Even though that happens way more than any shooting you can think of involving the police? That's what I'm trying to figure out because I see more of that than I see supposed unarmed black people getting killed by cops. Those are rare. That's not as common as innocent young black people getting killed by stray bullets. Dude, I, I, I'm, I'm 51 years old. I've grown up around this, in, this environment my entire life. So 
not to negate that a, a little child was killed. We see that in our community, and I'm not saying that this right or wrong, but what I am saying is wrong is when a, a, a 11 year old, I mean, 11 year trained officer can shoot and murder a woman. You're an officer. We, you, you're trying to confuse the two. Black on black crime is wrong. I'm not trying to justify any of that, and 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 they will be dealt with accordingly. But when you're when you take a, a job to protect and serve people, and you can't contain a woman, and instead of using pepper spray or using a, a, a different alternative motive, you step back and fire off five shots. That you can't tell me right. That, that, that that's wrong, and and nobody no, denies but, that that's wrong, but. You ever heard the saying, you can't, you exception can't, and not the rule? What I'm saying is that black civil rights people just like yourself who try to emphasize racism, you, you focus on the exception, not the rule. Why is that? Because in today's America, there's not a lot of stuff you can point to still and say, oh, look at this overt act of racism. You see, we still live in under you know, a racist system. You're running out of things. So now, to justify your victim mentality and your willingness to shirk any responsibility, you have to overemphasize police shooting because that's all you got left. Once you take that away, what are you going to have left to complain about? The reality of the matter is at some point in your life, you and any other black man, I'm not even talking to the women, I'm speaking of black men in particular, at some point, bro, you guys got to look in the mirror and say, listen, if we don't wake up and do our responsibility, handle our business, learn how to manage our money, learn how to make money, like everybody else out here is trying to do, and bust your ass like everybody else out here is busting their ass to try to get by and do something with your life, ain't nobody going to give it to you. I mean, what the hell you think is going on out here? You think everybody else is just sitting in their room and then having somebody give them, uh, give them their money in their hand? No, man, everybody else is eating a shit sandwich and working their ass off, not being able to see their kids, just like everybody else, bro. That's why people are tired of hearing about black people complaining about stuff, because it's like, listen, bro, we have eyes. We live with you guys. We see how you guys act. We live around you, bro. We work with you. We see how the reason you're in, the situation in, is because of how you conduct yourself. That's why, bro. That's why nobody's believing this bullshit no more. That stuff worked 50 years ago when there was real stuff you could point to and show and say, listen, because of this thing, you see, we don't have this opportunity. That's why That's why in the past, people heard you out. But today, people ain't trying to hear this no more. They're like, get out of here, man. You need to wake up and do something with your life. We see what you're doing. We live it. We, you can't hide it no more, bro. We all live in cities where we see this shit on a daily basis. We see how you act. We see how you treat one another. We see how, you, how you're supposedly strong black men who don't even want to take responsibility for yourself, let alone well, your I children. Don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know those, those individuals, sir. And, and, oh, and, you may not know them, but I see them every day. I'm surrounded I'm by them. I work but, but, with them. I, I'm so don't 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 try to don't try to act like they ain't out there. You know they're no, out no, there. No, 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 no. I, didn't, I, didn't say okay. any, I didn't say they weren't out there. I'm saying, listen to me, listen to me for one second, because I I I I hear your passion in your voice, and and I'm I mean I'm I'm loving it, trust me. But my thing is this, my this show is actually called Well Principles One On One. My my original dialogue dialogue for my show is helping individuals with their credit, helping people start businesses. I have a lot of uh, business owners on the show, and we help other people get their businesses started, and we help them get and, and employ people in the community. So this particular show and the show that I had Saturday was the the Saturday show was based on us protecting our families, our property, and our community. 
so I had an expert that came in that does, you know, that he gives, you know, he does the training for the CCWs and he's also a marksman for the government. I was bringing that to the table. And in that conversation Saturday, he said, we have to let our people know it's a difference between moral and the law. And we get caught up in whatever is morally right. And we ended up losing our lives because we want to argue and get passionate with these officers because they're up there to enforce the law. Oh, come on now. That has nothing to do with morality. and You and I know it. It's because they've been no, dumb saying, and ignorant, I'm man. Because I'm going to tell you right I'm, now, I have I'm never met what, most black people expert. I know. No, but I'm saying, I'm but most black men I know, man. when I talk to them about this issue, have never had a cop put a hand on them and do anything physically against them and assault them any type of way. And the reason is, we always joke about it, is because you got to be dumb to allow for a situation to escalate where the police have to use physical force to restrain you because you're resisting arrest. Everybody knows that. Only dumb, ignorant people get to a point where police have to use physical violence against you. Like, I'm going to ask you, have you ever been assaulted by a police officer in your life? Absolutely. Multiple times. You've been assaulted by a Oh, so you resisted arrest? Nope, not at all, sir. See, that's, that's oh, the thing. Get out of here. What happened? No, I got to hear this. Right. I'm calling uh, bullshit uh, right there. So go right, ahead and let me uh, hear how, how did, why you did know, a cop assault you? Just because he felt well, like it? He felt like it? He... He, well, he saw you, you and just said, I'm going to go pop him in the like face. Are you an officer, sir? I ain't an officer. I'm just talking about reality. You know you, I want to hear how a cop assaulted you for no reason. You didn't do nothing wrong. You weren't resisting arrest. So the cop decided to assault you, right? Because See, you're it's, black? It's a, it's a whole community of people that think just like you. That's why we. I got to hear. I got to hear no, how you, you, you got you, assaulted you, by you, a cop you, and you were innocent. You, I got to hear you. this. I'm willing to bet money that you are not innocent in it. You actually did something, but you're not willing to admit it. I'm willing right. to bet money. Uh, I, you, are you kidding can, me? bet whatever you want to bet. I, I, I can show Let's you Let's do it. I put five racks on it right now that, you're, that you did something in that situation that allowed it to escalate. And see, I got the mentality that you have that you're ready to go to war for the police because you 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 not go to war. I've dealt with the police myself many times in my right. life, you and most people I know would would have dealt with the police. And everybody knows, unless you're dumb, that's the only way you should allow no, any situation bro. to escalate with the police. That's the how police, it always that's, is. That's, what are you talking about? You you, you just sit here and told me you're from Minneapolis. So you, you can't compare your Minneapolis life with the life in Ohio, in California, in Atlanta, in New York. I've so, been to Ohio. Where, where are you from? Cleveland? No, nah, I ain't from Cleveland, but it, it doesn't matter where I'm from. Where are you from, from Youngstown I'm or Toledo? Or, uh, tell me where you're from. Have you ever heard of the riots in Cincinnati against the police where they were actually Oh, fighting? you're from Cincinnati. Cincinnati ain't, ain't that much worse than Minneapolis. Come on, man. But, I've been to Cincinnati hey, a ton saying, of times. I'm not saying it is, but what I'm saying, sir, if, if you are uh, one of those that would think that the officers do everything right and there's no corrupt police. No, I you, never said the cops did everything right. I'm just calling you bullshit just on your story when you're telling me. Because you're you, telling you, you me you, you got assaulted by a cop and you didn't bro. resist arrest or and you didn't I do did nothing not. wrong. I, no, I, I got to hear that. And, and if you let me talk, I will give it to you. But see, the fact that oh, you don't even put it on the table, then the, the the fact that you don't believe it could happen is just that's just just it just puts no no. I, I believe you can get assaulted by a cop. I just don't believe you can get assaulted by a cop and you didn't do anything wrong in the whole scenario. That I don't Bro, believe. Hell no, I don't believe that. But, 
Cause see, you living in a you living in a white man's world. Not even being no, white. I'm living, I'm, I'm white living in I'm world. living in the reality we all live in because just nah, like bro. you, I got black skin and I deal with police all the time. I've never had a situation where a cop assaulted me ever. You telling me a cop assaulted you, and so I gotta know why did this cop assault you if you didn't resist arrest or you weren't doing anything wrong? If you telling me you were totally innocent, you didn't do anything, and a cop just decided to assault you for no reason. And I'm, and I'm or, telling or you, it, because, it, happened, it happened on more than one of occasions. And on this, more than one, how many times? How many times? At least at least three in my 51 years, bro. And I'm and okay. That, you, so you telling me you were assaulted three times by a cop? And you didn't. You weren't resisting arrest. You weren't being non-compliant, and you didn't. You didn't do anything wrong in that situation to cause it to escalate at all. If you call me speaking, being whatever you just said, then yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. What you mean? Uh-huh. I told you. I knew it. I told you. I knew it. Anytime I swear to God, because I've seen this happen before. I had a friend of mine at work. He made. He, he claimed the same thing. He talked about how he was took in jail. Just because he was black And then we just asked him We just started asking him Basic questions Okay what happened Oh what, what happened with this What happened with that And once we started Getting a little deeper Into the story We found out Nah man It's because you did Something wrong Anytime a black man Claims that Something happened to him With the police And it had to do With racism And he didn't do Nothing wrong All you gotta do Is just start asking questions Okay what happened Oh, what happened with this? What happened with that? And then once once it comes out, once it comes out, eventually it comes out, bro. Just like you did. You said to yourself, oh, well, you know, if you consider me talking to the police and not being compliant, come on, bro. You got to admit it. You know, you know you did it. You were in the wrong. Come on, man. Listen, listen, bro. Oh, I I got you there, bro. You got to admit that. That was funny. The way way you said it was hilarious. You you didn't even let me tell the story. I said unless I heard what you said, bro. You said, said if you consider me talking to them and not being and then you said not being what you just said, which is non-compliant or resisting right. arrest. You, you, you said, well, then maybe they did. Come on now, sir. If you consider talking, being non-compliant, there's something wrong with you. If a, if a police approaches me or a situation and says, move out of the way, and I'm like, we don't have nothing to do with it, and then. Did I say something to you? Keep it moving. And it was like, damn, okay. And then, oh, you're a smart ass. See, when you when you dealing with cops, they're human too. No, keep going, and, keep going. Then what? Then no. what? He pushed you out of the way, or did he no, punch he you in the face? What did he do? No, he didn't, he didn't push me out of the way. He said, keep it moving. And I and I'm, I'm turning, and I said, damn. I said, he, woo, woo. He he runs up behind I got me. That. He runs up okay. behind me, slams me on the uh-huh. car, and cuffs me. It was uh-huh. like, so you want to be a smart guy Talking all this little slick shit So I'm like okay Did he just slam me on the corner and, But see what happened And see this is what you did oh. You never let me get to this part Hold on sir Hold on sir See you, you're trying to bully the conversation You gotta let me talk I ain't gonna my, bully you I'm just, I, I, okay, heard, okay, I heard the sir, story And I was asking a follow up question Sound like you you are, you you ride for them, bro. I'm trying to if you let me no, get to them. No, I don't ride for them. I just I, I don't okay, I don't well, you know because well, I heard a lot of BS from people in my life about racism. Let me and speak, so, family. You know, so you, you stated the story. I just had a, I just had a follow up question. I was just asking, do you think he did that to you because he was racist or because no, no, maybe no, you no. were giving him a hard time or I he had an attitude problem? Dude, I never mentioned racism ever. 
You never heard me say anything well, about that, racism. That's, that's the context of the discussion we're having. That Yo. police do what they do because they're motivated by racism. That ain't what it is. If you look at my title of my show, it says, Stop Killing Us. How to Prevent Losing Anyone Else to Dirty Cops. That is the topic. It don't have okay. anything so, to do with right. So, so other than that one story, general, bro. Cops in general, I got bro. That. So, so I the other two stories you had... The other two stories you had that cop who did the same thing, you you just he was just giving you an attitude and just got up on you for no reason just because you talked back to him. That happened in no, the other you, two times. You have to, let me let me let me sum it up for you real quick because you you, still, okay. you seem like you okay. That particular situation where he threw me on a car, cuffed me, and was talking crazy to me. He, I let him go ahead and do his his thing. After he let me up and uncuffed me, my aunt who was a judge in this city, I I, I called her immediately. She got on the phone. She made a call. She said, was my nephew doing anything wrong? Everyone, even his partner, stated that I wasn't. So that situation led for them cashing me out a check because he harassed me. Now, moving forward, if you know anything okay. about police, if you know anything about police, and if you make any one of them look bad, now you got a bullseye on your back. So anytime they see me, oh, that's the little judge's nephew. We gonna, we won't see if he got a tail light out or whoop we whoop Anytime they see me and they got my license and saw who I was, they wanted to. They wanted to do physical harm. Okay, so one time for sure though. That, that's that's your personal opinion. One, bro, going. one time, one time I deliberately said I didn't have my ID. He said, "Oh, you don't have your okay. ID." Boom, slam me on the hood, checking my pockets. You got any drugs in you? I said, "Dude, I have two degrees. Dude, I'm a father of five. Dude, I'm a married man." Dude, I got well, two well, jobs. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. So you just, the cop walked up on you, or was it at a traffic stop? Or what? How, how did this encounter begin? It wasn't a traffic stop. See, what I, what okay. you don't know as well, I, 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 go, I go and I speak to a lot of individuals about, you know, the situations in their neighborhood. So if, oh, if, if so you, you are you are you are amongst a bunch of drug dealers at the moment. That's where you were at. You were on the corner. No, it, wasn't, it wasn't no drug dealers. I was talking to kids, dude. See, see, you got a racist mentality. No, 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 but, but, no, no, don't no, no. Don't say the scenario that you the way you the way you I was amongst. Bro. I was a, I was around some people who no, were you trying to you trying to paint a scenario. You're trying to paint a scenario that looks good. No, no, no. Right? All the time it happens. 
where I grew up, I saw all the 10, 11, 12, 13 year olds involved with the drug dealers helping them move the product, correct? Yes or no? I, I mean, I, I'm not even about to agree with you because it seems like any oh any 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 story that I'm giving you, I'm giving you real life no, situation. No, no, no. We're not talking about the situation. You don't want to because you want, you, you said reality, yourself, bro. You, I was a, I was around like, I was around a bunch because you said you I'm around a bunch of kids. So bro, you're making you, it sound like that a bunch of kids. No, but you're, you're making it sound like a bunch of kids wouldn't be involved in drug dealing when anyone who grew up in an area where there was drug dealing, you know full well kids were involved in it all the time. Are you kidding my man, me? My man, you, 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 you're trying to paint every scenario to be a background for what I'm you want to I'm not saying that's the scenario. I'm not even saying you or any of the kids were involved in drug dealing. What I'm You're saying is that to act everything like the cops, bad no, no. about what's wrong with this country, bro. No, you, no, no. You make what I'm it, saying you, is you, you paint I'm a scenario. You're painting a scenario like you are the ops, bro. I, I can't even believe what no, I'm no, hearing. No, 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 no. What, 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 what I'm, I'm saying to you is you're, you you, you, you're trying to make it sound I'm like the police officer was wrong. No, no. You're making it sound like why was the cops suspect? No, but you're making I'm it sound like why would it not that a that a bunch of young black people are on a corner were involved in drug dealing when I'm telling you that happens all the time. And that it doesn't matter the age. I know people as young as eight and nine that were involved in drug dealing in my neighborhood where I grew up at. So just because that, I was young cool, doesn't bro. mean they're not cool. involved in drug dealing. That's cool, but in this and in I, I'm, this, just, I'm just asking you I'm just asking you to acknowledge that. I'm just asking you to acknowledge that and not pretend like I can't. How could the cops imagine that a group of young black kids on the corner were involved in drug dealing? I mean, come on, bro. That's not being honest about reality. You're not being honest with reality because people like you that think every time you see a group of people, they selling drugs, that's fucked up. I and never said like, every time. No, no, you what can't I'm saying is that, that, I'm saying that, the, opinion, I'm, I'm saying that it does happen. It does happen it does. a lot. What? It does. So but, if it but, does happen, about, that means it's possible. If it's possible, about, that doesn't mean that means the cop is justified in being suspicious. In being suspicious, if in case maybe some of these young guys are involved in it. That's but all I'm saying. It, it's, it's no different. It's no different than when, when when you see an Arab person or a Muslim person get on a plane because of past behavior. That's why people are suspicious. It's not like. These suspicions came out of blue, out of nowhere, and the cops just all of a sudden felt like, hey, you know what? I think black people are all drug dealers. No, he didn't just he didn't just come up with that in his own mind. He came up with that because of years and years and years of dealing with black men and young black teenage men involved in getting drug dealing. You think that but maybe you know that what? might be a possibility? But you know what, fam? Yeah, that, that may be a possibility. Just so you can, I can okay. satisfy you. But listen. It ain't my opinion. That's a fact. You know it yourself. You see me. If you're 51, I know you. I know you probably personally know young men that were involved in drug dealing. Cause I did. I saw it every day when I was growing up. Okay, so it's a reality. It's not my opinion. It's not an imagination. It's a reality on the ground that we all see. Now you might be able to fool some person who didn't grow up in the hood, or some person who didn't grow up around drug dealers or gang members like I did. You might be able to fool them and tell them, "Oh no, it ain't there." You can't fool me. I saw that with my own eyes. But but you you can't categorize everybody one 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 experience. I ain't categorizing bro. everybody. I'm saying you that are. it's a common you, practice. And you and you know because I've been in Cincinnati too. You know that you. in parts of Cincinnati. You know that in parts of Cincinnati, there's a lot of drug dealing going on. 
There's a lot of pimping and prostitution going on. You know it and I know it. So stop trying to make it out to be that the okay, so you gotta keep it real. At some point you gotta keep it real on both sides. It ain't a one way thing. I keep it okay, real so if you're gonna keep it real, then you gotta keep it real about what's going on in the streets of Cincinnati. I'm gonna keep it real about what's going on. I'm painting a situation that happened to me, and you keep trying to employ your your opinion on what I'm telling no, you. No, because because you 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 were mad at the cop because you're saying you're making it out to be you you no no you're you're making it out to be like how could this cop suspect that myself or any of these young people that you were with could have possibly had drugs on them. And I'm saying, no, of course he's going to suspect that. Because you see that all over Cincinnati. Listen, in the Constitution it says this. You're innocent until proven guilty. Don't say I'm guilty and then later find out I'm innocent and try and apologize. Kiss my ass with that. No, he didn't That's say you were guilty. You got suspicious. If you're suspicious of somebody committing a crime, if you're suspicious of somebody committing a crime, I, I couldn't, man. I could not, not, not one more voice. This, this dude is, is really. I, I was riding with him for a minute, but he just, he just, he just, he didn't want to listen to reason. So check this out. I'm gonna open up the line one more time. I got a caller on here with the eight six four area code. Caller, you on the line? Let me know what's on your mind. Hey, peace and power, man. I'm gonna say, man. You know, time out for idiots like that, man. <laughs> I shouldn't have gave you that much, but it was kind of it was kind of entertaining, man. And he was he was he he wasn't even a Caucasian. I'm like, dude, why are you going to bat for them? Do you work for the police? I'm like, I'm trying to understand. Right, right, right. Why are you defending the? the, the, I'm not saying this is a racial issue. I'm saying if we live in communities, why can't the people that look like us police our community? Because we have a little Mm -hmm. more compassion. And we can understand our people more so than somebody that don't understand our culture. And he went all the way left. I said, dude, it was well, entertaining well, I'm, for I'm, a minute, but I had to shut him down. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to say this, bro. That it is very, very racial. The issues in which you are describing, why black people are still getting mistreated, you were just talking about, you know, one isolated event. And how that one isolated event can turn to something big when it wasn't really nothing at all. And this is the whole this is the whole issue behind policing. You you or anybody else, all the people listening to the show, anybody that's, you know, daring to have this conversation in the future, anybody that has organically had the conversation in the past, if we're daring to have and embark on the mission of having this discussion minus race going to be nowhere it's almost equivalent to looking at a rainbow and you not you know knowing the difference between colors you understand when you're looking at the current day police force it was basically given its rendering by the old police force the good old boy system this was 10 years ago where I saw that the FBI had this quote unquote nigger hunting license, right? They had what they mm-hmm. called a nigger hunting license. And in that license, it, it, I guess it was, cause they said it was kind of like a joke. It wasn't nothing real. But this was actually something that was going through or being passed around at the pinnacle of law enforcement. You look at the FBI, this is, quote, unquote, the height of anybody that practices law enforcement. 
whether you're a new person that's coming in or openly, you know, you look at FBI's, that's, that's pretty much a badge of honor in the for being on the police squad. And they right. were passing around nigger hunting license. Fast forward to where we are. Now, when I read that, I couldn't hardly believe it. I didn't know. But after we had Barack Obama as a president, and I don't believe in that. I believe that these, and especially in Barack Obama's case, he was selected rather than elected. And with with him, you see a more, and just to show you, fast forward with, with, with uh, Donald Trump. He can say and do whatever the hell he wants. He's been breaking all kind of rules and laws. I remember Negroes were talking about he was going to get impeached three years ago. But guess what? He's still <laughs> holding, he's still damn doing all kind of crazy shit. All right? Fact. But Barack Obama, people were saying, well, hell, he's the president. He can't, he can only do so much. But now you see when that same power is in a white man's hand, he can say, and this is quote, grab him by the pussy. You understand? Know <laughs> this is what he said. You Fact. feel me? This is the reality. He got caught up in the Stormy Daniels porn star, you know, issue. You had other people that were speaking against him, saying that he's a liar. And under Barack Obama, I've never known as many people in my whole life to get killed. Basically symbolizing or showing that, damn, this, this nigga hunting license thing must be something very real. If these police officers are able to kill unarmed, innocent black people and get away with it. They're getting off. Like with the sister, there was a sister a couple of days ago that just got killed while she, you know, while she was pregnant. That shouldn't have been yeah, no yeah, reason. That, no ju- that, that, was the part, that was the purpose of me bringing this show back because uh, we were talking about protecting and, and, you know, trying to take care of our communities with, uh, with the, with, you know, with, with, with the CCW training and things of that nature, but we, I ended up bringing the show back based on the fact that that unarmed woman was shot and killed by the officer, and, and you know, I, I, I got the video on my, on, on my, my page, and I just was disturbed by it. I'm like, how are you, 11 year trained officer, and you can't contain a, a 44 year old woman with pepper spray, tasers. You got all of these tools, and you can't you can't detain this woman without pull. You raised up off of her being on the ground, stepped back, and fired on her five times. That's just well. I, 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 got I mean, a not, with that. not only to mention that, but he was shooting to kill. He could have right. shot her in the leg. He could have shot her in the foot. Yeah, pop, pop. You heard how many shots he let out of it. And this was a woman, damn near not threatening threatening the baby, right? Even though she was talking loud, rah, 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 she wasn't, you know, really threatening. But what I wanted to get to is showing that it's no different than when you had the same badges that they that they have now. The police force badge is the same badge that was worn by slave patrol. And the slave patrol were, sometimes they were officials, but sometimes they weren't. They could have been just in the good old boy system. They could have been an official's cousin or a little brother who was just down to ride and go pick up some Negroes. Yeah. Go hang some hang some Negroes that, quote, unquote, had, you know, escaped the plantation. So now we're going to find them and they're going to teach them a lesson. We're going to kill them if we have to. 
this is the same thing that when you fast forward it in the Jim Crow era. The same thing with the lynchings. You understand? You do does anybody mean to tell me that they don't think that there were police around why these white people were lynching black people? Yeah, of course they were. And a lot of times they were participating. You understand? And fast forward to today, nothing has changed. There hasn't been any sorrow. You think the white man has apologized to us as black people? And this hasn't happened to anybody. Indians, Mexicans, whatever. This specifically was done to black people. And it was specifically done by white people. So therefore, even though we got a lot of colors, a lot of ethnicities, a lot of nationalities here in America, this is a beef between the white man and and the black man. Even as you're talking about protecting, sustaining our community. Whenever we do that, guess what they're going to do? They're going to send some agents. They're going to send somebody to make sure that we're going to have chaos in our... Because the chaos benefits the Europeans. By us having that discord with each other, by us killing each other, that's something that benefits the Europeans. So if me and you are fighting, you kill me. That's that's benefiting the European, and you go to jail. That's again benefiting the European. The European invests plenty of his money. He invests more money into the prison complex than he does in education. This is a fact. You understand? So that tells you that even if we didn't have criminals, you're still going to find yourself in a situation where these police uh, are, are uh, bad officials are going to come around and harass you and say that you have drugs. Or in some cases, a lot of cases, they're going to plant plant the drugs on you. They will plant a pistol on you. These are facts. Oh, yeah. oh, I, 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 I've, I've, experienced, I've seen that for myself, so I know it to be true. And uh, a lot of what you said, man, it makes it make perfect sense, but the thing that 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 bothers me, and, and like I like I was telling the other caller, it's, it's, this is not this is not a platform for tip for tap, bro. I'm, we trying to find a resolution. We trying to find something that we can do to 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 uh, to help with a remedy for our community, for our people, because clearly we're not gonna get no reparations. They can talk that talk all the time, and all these new candidates that they got on the platform, they all have been asked about reparations, and you know. This is the season where they'll say anything or do anything to get you to get that head nod so they can go to the next level. But our thing is we, we, we don't need to keep asking for, for reparations and asking for the if we if they give it to us, which I doubt they ever do, but if they give it to us, that's just gonna be a bonus. We need to get out here and get our own. And you know, that's why this platform was put here, because the the topic and the show is called Wealth Principles One on One. I teach group economics. I teach how to do personal credit, business credit. I teach on how to show people how we can buy our community back and, and try and counter this regentrification that they're trying to employ on us again. Um, Marshawn Lynch, he is is, is is combating with the regentrification. He, he's buying up all kind of real estate in Oakland just so he can keep his people in his community. Because what they do is they buy it for the low and then they drive the prices up and run everybody out of the community so they can move their people in. And it's happened before. They're trying to get it to happen again. But if we don't get together on the economic level, 
we always going to keep falling into the trap of hand with our hand out. And we got to stop putting our hand out and start pulling our pants up and getting together and, 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 and building and doing stuff for ourselves. So if we don't start spending with our own kind, creating jobs and, 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 and raising up the community in a way that we're raising up entrepreneurs and getting back to trades and learning how to do do actual trades because everybody thinks that they're going to be a basketball player, a football player, uh, a rapper. Dude, we got to get back to reality. We don't make nothing. We don't have any stores. We don't have, I mean, it's starting to come along now, but for the most part, if you, if you want to go get some liquor, you got to go see the, the man at the corner and I bet he don't look like you. Food. If you want to get yeah, anything, grocery stores. I mean, the only place we got a, a safe haven that we know we could probably see somebody look like us is when we won't go get our hair cut. <laughs> right, right. And that's and that's nothing. And you, you look at even, you know, I, I salute to the brothers, but it's not anything that's monopolized. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not any type of specific product or something that's really going to bring in. Like, a lot of people... On one corner, you might have five different barbershops. You feel me? Right. And that, you know, that's what we as a people, you know, even if you have a barbershop, or even if you scratch the barbershop and put up a, a fruit stand, or we as the people, just as me and you are having this discussion, the majority of our people are going to also have to have a discussion talking about why it's important to come over there and show us support. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like even when you're saying getting down to solutions, we're trying to get down to how we can change the dynamics. Cause this is what I have found that this system, even when we tend to start fixing and cleaning up our neighborhoods, J. Edgar Hoover started the Cointel Pro, and the Cointel yes, Pro was to make was actually to make sure that there was never going to be a, a, a rise of a black messiah or a rise of a new way of thinking for black folk, basically. Well, we're going to look at ourselves rather than slaves, we're going to look at ourselves as owners, as entrepreneurs. The backs of, of our backs have built this country. And this country, even though, like you said, because there'll never be a reparation that's what further confirms that the European is, is is still wanting to keep us in slavery. Because whenever he lets up and say, well, hey, we apologize for you guys being slaves, that's when he's acknowledging, hey, nothing else, nothing was really changed in order to bring you out of that place of slavery genuinely. Nothing was changed. So what they want to do is give us little scraps and crumbs to deal with. So whenever we finally wind up making it right, guess what they're going to come in and do? The same way, same thing they did to Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's the same thing when black people were getting together, we were able to participate, practice group economics, we were doing our thing. But then right. it was like, just one isolated event that quote unquote started the whole uh, burning of that, 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 that town or of those businesses in that town. Plenty of us got killed. Plenty of black mm-hmm. people went to jail But they didn't jail a whole bunch of white folks Why? Because the powers that be Even when you look at the, con- the, the people that created the constitution They never had us in mind 
You understand? They looked at us as three fifths, not even a full human, not even right. a full man. So when they were talking about these laws and the rights, these were rights and laws given to a man, not to three fifths of a man. We weren't even, you know what I'm saying? We weren't even uh, acknowledged as a full man. So and what, that, what and that, and that goes on right now. That, that's still in right, the right. Right. We right, because it's never been changed. It's never been ratified. It's never been amended. They never said, well, how, oh, let's go back and change this. Because we have all these black people that do come from slavery. We have all these black people who gave their lives to build this country. So let's go back and change this thing. And we're going to put it on, 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 on record. We're going to document it, that we changed this thing and that we are very sorry. They're never going to do that. What they're going to do is continue up the work. Even I didn't know this until yesterday. A sister that stays in the same neighborhood as Nipsey Hussle, right? She's from that area. Crenshaw and Slaw, right? At that okay. intersection. Don't you know a month? I think Nipsey Hussle has been dead maybe about a month. A month and some change. But not long after that, they started, they're starting to work on a railroad that goes right through that intersection. Even when you're talking about gentrification, that is why they had to get rid of Nipsey Hussle. You understand? I don't think that it's that, just that one young dude that killed Nipsey Hussle. No, I think it was definitely bigger than that. Because we must not forget, they have agencies, they have actually government funding that is going to these people to make sure that there is never going to be a black messiah that is going to start to get black folks to think right. Therefore, it's more in their incentive for us to kill each other, for us to sell dope on the block. It's more in their incentive. That's when they win. They can send many of us to jail. So being that Nipsey Hussle was coming to create a different dynamic on that, just like you said in the Marshall Lynch case. They realized they had to get rid of that brother. You understand? Because now they would, because after he got killed, now they're running railroads down uh, through uh, uh, Crenshaw and Slauson. That's what's going on. So whenever you see the new transportation being implemented in the area, that's when you're thinking about gentrification. That's when you're thinking about other things. And that's what is going to continuously happen if we don't put our thinking caps on, if we don't raise our antennas of, of awareness and start, like you said, start having these group meetings, having conversations every day. Now, we can talk about me and not actually us, but the typical brother, we can talk about the playoffs and the finals all fucking day. Excuse me. Right. We can talk right. about that all right. day. But when you're talking about economics, when you're talking about how to make ourselves better, when we're talking about community involvement, Nobody's there for that discussion. So now we're kind of seeing what we're going to need on the table as you're talking about solution, resolution. We need devoted people. You understand? They understand what the plot is and how these these tides and these waves have been rolling against us, even with that last caller. If he was so knowledgeable, them same cops, they don't go into the white neighborhood, although all the majority of all in any terrorism that you find in America domestically is going to be committed by who? A white boy. We exactly. already know that. Whether exactly. it's lynchings, it's, it's, it's been in the history. Do you think those same cops 
or going around badgering or going around uh, terrorizing or um, bothering white kids with book bags on? You think they're going to bother white kids with trench coats on? But although they should, because they are, it's probably the right atmosphere for another white terrorist to come and shoot up a goddamn school. But yes, this but yet this dude is gonna make a justification uh, to try to justify these cops coming into our community. Won't you go do some real police work? Won't you go stop the next terrorist from shooting up a school? But they right. they're never there. But they're always on the corner bothering little brother. And I'm not saying that we don't have violence. I'm not saying that. But that's that's another discussion of why we need, like you said, police that look like us. Well, I'm not going to say anybody that is black and on the force because a lot of times they only conform. We need to right. have brothers and sisters that are down to be a part of this community force. Be a part of, you know, um, they had some the guardian angels uh, back in the day in in New mm-hmm. York where they were called they were they were, might have been mercenaries or something like that. They were they paid their own selves. This is right. what we have right. to do. We have to go back where people are getting the uh, concealed weapons permit, and they are actually out there policing the police. You're policing the gun violence or the drug selling in your community, where we're able to speak with the gangs and whoever else is terrorizing our community. But I see that fear has really ran us away from even being able to have that that type of unity. And until we relinquish that fear. We're on, we're gonna be unable to 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 bring and produce that. But that last caller, he was all off, and he definitely sound like he was one of the ops. Yeah, for sure. Like he was the op- I, I called him out a couple times. You see, as as a police officer, if you ask them, are they an officer? They they by law they ain't supposed to lie about it. But because he's on the call and he hides behind a number, that's why I let him. I entertain him for a little while, but I had to shut him down because he. I was like, dude, you're not gonna get on my show and just. You continually, I'm, I'm trying to give you scenarios where I've personally been in, engaged with an officer that just wasn't, he just was on one. And and you have, ain't no officer perfect, and none of them really go by the law, by the book. Not saying all of them are bad, but I'm saying we do have some bad ones. So my whole thing was trying to explain how can we, like you said, police our community. And I just seen this past Sunday, um, on NOI.org, the minister from uh, from the area where Nipsey was uh, was murdered, he spoke at Mosque Marion, and he he explained how after three days three days to the date after Nipsey was killed, all of the all of the Bloods, the Crips, and all of the gangs, the Mexican gangs, the Somalians, all of them came together, and they vowed and they said that they was gonna stop the killing, and in addition to that, they they said that they're gonna do an event. Uh, all the heavyweights is coming to the table. Dr. Dre, uh, Drake, um, Kendrick Lamar, all of them are coming to the table and they're going to do an event and they're going to officially stop the violence and stop the killing amongst the gangs and the gangs are going to come together as a united hood nation and they're going to work together with the with the, with the uh, fruit of Islam from the nation of Islam and they're going to police their own communities and then they said they're going to take it a step further. They're going to do another event in New York, they were going to stop in Chicago first. They're going to get with the Chicago gang. So that's our foot soldiers. Those are the people that we're going to have to turn from being the negative 
influences in our neighborhood, like they said in the Bible. What the devil meant for bad, we're going to turn it around and make it for good because can't nobody police us like us. Because, like I said, I don't know you, but I'm saying if I was policing your community and I saw you, and you, you may be having an argument, but we know that we know the body language. We know, we know when something is getting out of hand and something is a misunderstanding. We can tell that amongst one another, but somebody that don't know our culture or know our background, they might take that as being violent or, you know, a, a situation where you have to draw your weapon. A, 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 the minister, the, the guy that was speaking, he said something. He was like, now, if you're in California and one of the gangbangers look at you and throw their head up and say, I fucks with you. They think that that's a negative connotation. But, you know, we as being cultural people and we know how our people speak it, we know that's not a derogatory term but somebody European or, or of a different race or nationality might take him throwing his head up and saying I fuck with you as it, them all they're going to hear is the first word they're not going to hear the contents of what he said it, so they might take offense to that and then you automatically got this cop or whoever in a rage ready to do something because they think you're disrespecting them so it's just things like that, man, that we, we can kind of simulate with one another and we can we can give each other the benefit of the doubt more so than pulling our weapon and, and feeling threat and, you know, like challenge. They fear us. They fear they fear our kids. It's like they walking around with a gun in the bass, but they are terrified at the end of the day. And some of them be so geeked up and so ready to do something to one of us when they don't have nothing to do. They find shit. So if they do see somebody on the corner, they're going to pull up and wait all they're doing. You know, it's, it's, it's antagonizing. It's, it's disrespectful. But if it's a cat on on the, on the, on the, a damn building sniping somebody, you're not going to catch that because y'all don't do real police work. All y'all do is harass people and clean up the mess after somebody else done did some real crime. So it, the, the game has been the game the whole time. And, and you're absolutely right as far as how they traded they they slave catching badge in for this badge and they traded the white sheets for for the blue uniforms we all aware of that but what's what we're going to need to do to make a change in our communities that that is what i'm on so the economic part of it my company like i said divinewealthprinciples.com we assist people in bettering their credit we assist people in showing them how to establish businesses we're trying to get together the group economics so we can build our own black wall street in every city now, I'm not just doing this in my community. I got people out on the West Coast, people down South, people up North, and people overseas. So this can be something that we do as wealth builders, and we can stretch our hand and people like you. Now, I've seen you had an 864 area code. I'm not familiar with that area code. Where are you from, my brother? I'm from South Carolina, brother. Okay, you from L.C. Okay, cool. I was just talking to a brother from South Carolina the other day. I'm doing some work with him. Um you might know the brother. He he has a nonprofit organization. He does a basketball camp. Goes by the name of Chris. I forget what his organization is, but but yeah, I just had a conversation with a brother from from South Carolina. But um, yeah, man, we as a people need to come together and and really make a change in our communities. And it starts with the young brothers, man. And, and I'm involved with a men's group in my community. We we we're gonna start this summer, and we trying to reach the the six year olds up until the 12 year olds and if we can reach them and teach them you know it's a better path and they, we can start showing them things that they can do uh 
just being that father figure that some of them may not have. And if we get the, the 50 individuals that we have, if we can just, in, you know, introduce something to that child's life instead of giving them the, the, the same pick, big three in their eyes, basketball, football, or selling drugs. But these kids at 9 and 10 are thinking that that's the only way to be successful. They don't think that you can learn a trade or start your own business. Even if you had a corner store, we used to have little candy houses back in the day. The, the, the candy house used to make some bread and now, you know, uh, I'll leave them on the corner. So it's like everywhere we go, when we giving our money to these individuals, it's mostly individuals that don't look like us. They're coming from another neighborhood and taking from the That's little right. bit of money that we do have. So we, right. give our money, we give our money to these other uh, other people and then when it's a black-owned business, we want the world from them. We wouldn't ask that of the other nationality that, that has a corner store or liquor store or whatever in our community but let us try and go in the Asian community and open up a hair store let us go in the European communities and neighborhoods and see if we can open up a liquor store or or a coffee shop they're not having it bro and it's like if we don't take back our, our blocks from the gangs from infiltration of other businesses there's no way that we should be paying for people's kids to go to college and, and, and this, that, and the third, two, ten, twenty years. Like, I know a couple of people that, that have businesses in our community, twenty years. And ain't nobody in our community open up a, a business to combat that. And it's because we don't see the value in having our own. We don't know how to get our own because we just trying to make it day to day. And the individual that was, the, the belligerent guy that was on the phone, I was like, dude, look, you can't tell me the suffering that we don't went through didn't affect us and it's still affecting us today because that kind of post-traumatic stress, it goes down your bloodline. So if my great, great, I can't go back four generations and tell you where my great, 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 great grandfather was from or grandmother, but most Europeans can, most people of other nationalities can, but we can't right. because That's right. after that slave ship and they signed your name, you don't know where the hell you came from. And if you were a, a warrior when you came over here, they they broke you or they killed you in front of your 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 woman and your child to put the fear in the rest of them to let them know don't rise up. And then they they took your God away from you. So we stopped praying to our God and start praying to their God. So now their God they perpetuating to us looks like them. So if our God is the one that's enslaving us and we supposed to that's our master, it's 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 been programmed for four hundred years. It you can't say. 50, 60 years that all of a sudden we we good. No, bro. Like they think slavery was over a long time ago. Bro, <laughs> we talking we ain't even talking a hundred years. It ain't even been a hundred years. I'm fifty one and being born in the sixties, it was people still getting lynched when I was born. So for them to think, you know, that that we can't keep singing this sad song, I'm like, bro, y'all y'all need need to really wake up. But we, I don't want us to 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 keep using that as a crutch. I want us to use it as 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 a damn stepping stool. Let's get up. We don't got to be down there no more. We don't. We can do for self. We can move around. We can get things done for self. And as far as that three fifths uh, of a person that you were talking about, 
That's absolutely true. But what we can do to rectify that, and a lot of people give uh, Obama a whole lot of flack for what he didn't do, but you got to understand, like you said, he wasn't elected. He was selected. He was selected to calm the country down because of the turmoil that we was in, and they was ready to tear this motherfucker up, in lack of better words. That was about to happen because they were trying to cover up the fact that those twin towers and attack on our on our land, they tried to put that off as being terrorist attacks when we can go and check the records and the video and the footage and we can see that that was a planned attack and, and, and the fact that our president at the time and I got the footage, if anybody listening is on, on live or if anybody that's uh, in the chat room or on the switchboard if y'all want to debunk or or, or, or me to prove what I'm saying, I'm about to say. I can I can show you. I can send you the video link. But George W. Bush, the, the son, <laughs> he was reading to some class when the first plane hit. They whispered in his ear and told him the the, the country's being attacked. He continued to read the book for another five minutes or so, and then he stepped in the hallway. And when he stepped in the hallway, it was a camera there. When he stepped in the hallway, he said, so the second plane hit? And they was like, what second plane? And the look on his face was like, oh, shit, I done said too much. He knew, pretty knew, or knew that two planes were going to hit. And the fact that he said that, and they have the video footage to prove that, and then five minutes later, a second plane hit, can't tell me that they didn't orchestrate this. And then the, and on top of that, Osama bin Laden's family, his brothers or somebody, maybe his father, he had family they, members. They were, flo- they were flew out. They, they flew him out of the country. Huh? Yeah, they were here. They were here meeting with George right. Bush's dad. And he protected right. them and put them on Air Force, one of the, one of the planes, right. and sent them back. But right, you can't right, tell right. If, if, if that's who really did what they did, why wouldn't we hold his people hostage until we bought that man? Right, you, you you know you would. You you know you would, on, bro. You already on, know man. how that works. This is a game, man, and 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 the only the only way for us as a people to come out of uh, being disrespected and being treated less than human because it hasn't changed. It's still going on, and I try and tell people this. And people, they, 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 I don't know if they don't get it or if they just not trying to hear it from a person coming from me. <clears throat> the only way that we are going to start getting justice when you see people getting killed in the street by the cops or by anybody, people of color or people that call themselves black or so-called Negroes, until we claim our birthright, until we claim our nationality, they're going to continue doing that because we are property. And the reason we're property, and when I break it down to you, it's going to make a whole lot of sense. The reason that we're still considered property is two things. Now, it's a, it's a dictionary called Black's Law Dictionary. I'm showing my people on the live. This is the fifth edition. Now, if you look up the, the, the term black, it'll let you know that it's an adjective. It'll let you know that it has no relevance. And if you look at the Black's Law in the treaty, of Rona, it clearly states any of us that calls ourselves anything other than Moors, because that's where the treaty was was, was the treaty was made with the Moors. They 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 try to call us Indians or whatever, but 
And the only reason the term Indian came from Christopher Columbus because he caught himself setting sail to go to India, got lost and landed on America. And when he seen the people here, us, the Moors, he called them Indians because he thought he was in India. So that was that. That's one thing that that this crazy his story, not our story, has been been having people in so such a, a debacle about these 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 adjectives of of calling us this or calling us that. You can't come from another country and call me what you want to call me and think I'm supposed to just walk with that. So when they call us black, when they call us Negro, when they call us any of these derogatory terms, and if we accept that, then we're less than human. So if we call ourselves black, we know passionately we can say that and be proud of it, but legally, lawfully, black is a term of dead to them in law. So when you say you're black, it's like that's not a nationality. That's not only in the human family. So we're going to make your you are going to be a three fifths of a person because you don't know your you don't know your history and you don't know your God. You don't know where you came from. So your name, my name, well, my old name, we all had slave names because whatever plantation he was on. By being property, the slave master named his his slaves with the last name the surname of him so they can identify you as their property now generations went on and on and on and we continue to have the slave master's name attached to us so my former slave master's name was higgins i did some research on the higgins name and it goes back to irish people now, i know damn well i ain't no far irish but the slave owners of my forefathers were so the, it was an Irish man that owned the, 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 my forefathers, and we kept that name. We were walking around proud of it. Generations, we having babies and tagging them with that same slave name. So once you drop that surname, and that's what they do in the Nation of Islam, once you become a part of the nation, they immediately drop your, your, your slave name, and they replace it with an X until they can name you and give you a, a, a name either Muhammad or whatever name that they choose to give you, and they give you that name according to your works. Some of them never get a name. Like Malcolm X, he never got an official last name because he did his, his thing or whatever, and he, he left the nation. Then you got people like Minister Farrakhan. He was named by Elijah Muhammad. Now Minister Farrakhan is the one that gives the names to the people that's coming into the nation based on your works. So whether you become a part of the nation or not, whether you become a, a more or not, uh, and the, the thing is, you have to correct your, your, you have to claim your birthright. You have to claim your nationality. And you have to do that paperwork-wise. Once you do that on paper, and they are put on notice that you made that proclamation, then you come into the human family, and now you're no longer considered three-fifths of a slave. The Prophet Noble Jura Ali bought that information and the flag back to Morocco because this country is Morocco. Like I tried to tell the idiot earlier, I'm like, dude, this is America is not a country. America is is doing business over here because they were Europeans that left the queen. They came to America. They set up shop and, and asked, would it be okay for them to live amongst us? They asked, would it be okay for them to live amongst us because they were running from the queen. So they came over here, made friends, made a peace treaty and they said look we're going to give you these 13 colonies and y'all can work and live amongst yourselves over here then 
once they came over here, the queen found out that they had discovered all this land by them being still citizens and, 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 and property of the queen. She said, I'm coming to get all of it. So those Europeans that were over here, George Washington and all of them, the start of the 13 colonies, they asked the Moors, will you help us defend the queen? Because the British are going to come over here and take over all of this. So they, they called us Indians. So they fought side by side with these Europeans. Fiended off the queen's, you know, militia. And then to celebrate, to give the queen the middle finger, they dumped all the tea in the Boston River and they called it the Boston Tea Party. That whole scenario was them saying, fuck you, this is our land, and that's what it is. Because they were still citizens of the queen, she said, okay, you still citizens of mine, and you're going to pay me taxes every year that you do business over there because you still are under my queenship. So, you ask yourself, why do we pay taxes? We pay taxes because the Europeans are over here doing business on this land, and they have to pay those taxes to the queen. So, that gets into a whole other topic, and I really, we took this conversation and went way left, but I'm glad we had it because it was some things that were said that needed to be said, and a little uh, little heated debate earlier with the earlier caller. I don't know what his problem was, man, but I appreciate the energy. You know, even if it's negative energy, because that further lets me know that, that we got people out here listening, whether they agree with me or not. And, and the, the platform ain't for people to come call on my radio show to agree with me. It's, it's basically a platform so we can bring up dialogue and discuss things that are affecting us in our community. So whether it be for or against, I welcome all of that smoke. And we got about 10 more minutes, and I will open up the, 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 the line for some more questions. I see uh, we got a few people in the, in the chat room with a couple of questions, but I want to go over here. Let me switch over to my Facebook Live and see if we got anybody over there. Everybody on the Facebook Live chiming in. Give me with some likes, man. If y'all got a question, if y'all want to answer a question on the live, hit me up with a question, and I'll feel free to answer you. I got about five more minutes, and we're going to wrap this up. But we didn't even really get into the topics that I wanted to get into. I wanted to get into uh, and stay on the fact that, uh, you know, these police got to stop killing us, man. And that's real. But in addition to them, they play their part, but we also play our part. Knowing that we play our part, we need to play our position correctly because we need to understand the situation that happened with the young lady uh, in Texas could have been prevented. Now, I'm hearing that the police officer that killed her knew that she was schizophrenic. So, if that be the case, and she was schizophrenic and the officer knew because the officer actually lives in that community, if you know you're dealing with someone with schizophrenia, why would you approach that situation the way that you did? Because you simply could have you simply could have called for backup if needed. If you couldn't detain a woman on your own, then you should have called for backup. You could have pepper sprayed her. That way it would have took her eyes out of the situation and you could have, you know, detained her and, 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 and handcuffed her and, and made the situation to where she could have went home. But when you wrestled down a woman 
and she reaches for it. They said that she reached for his, his taser or his stun gun or something and, and, and tried to stun him, and that's why he backed up and, and blasted on it. But, yo, I don't give a damn if she did take your taser and taste you. If she did that, one, you a sucker-ass cop for allowing a woman to take your, 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 your taser off your belt. You clearly ain't trained properly. Now, that's a woman in a dress, 45, 44, 45 years old. What you gonna do against a 20, 21 or 25 year old young bull? You know what I'm saying? If you can't contain a middle-aged woman, how you gonna uh, contain one of us? So that just further gives you reason to, to punk out and pull your pistol and shoot somebody. So I'm, I'm circling back to say when we get pulled over or when we are approached by these policy officers, man, don't challenge them to the extent where you can lose your life. You can voice your opinion, but when it gets to the point where you feel that the, the energy was going left or you feel like you, there's a real threat to your life, just shut up. Let them cuff you, go downtown, get you a lawyer, and we can we can fight that out in court. But when you give them a reason to pull a gun out, or not, you know, you don't. I, I never say that, that woman gave him a reason to, to, to shoot her five times. He had plenty opportunities to stop and think before he let that trigger go. When he got up off that woman, he could have shot in the air because a, a shot would have startled anybody. But the fact that he let off five shots let me know that he did not want that woman to see another day. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. That, that people can try and justify the cop on that. It's like, dude, if she grabs your gun and the gun went off, that's one thing. But a woman laying on her back and you gonna fire five times, bro, you you a whack-ass cop in my eyes. We got a question on here. What about the one who will buy, okay, and still die? LaShonda, that is a whole nother topic. We already know that that happened. We already know when they had the brother down and he said he couldn't breathe and there's four grown ass men trying to detain him. We already know. They say, gun and shoot somebody and there's no gun. So the fact that someone was able to videotape and catch that was the only positive thing about that because if if no one had videotaped that, that woman would have been dead and you would have heard a totally different story. You would have heard all kinds of, she was a resisting arrest and she she had this. You would have heard all kinds of stuff but because somebody videotaped it and the videotape was crazy because when he shot her, he said she popped her. And it's like, bro, you sitting in the car with your phone why didn't you stop it? Why didn't you call the police? Why didn't you you know, say, I, I'm, I'm recording you if he had known somebody was recording him, he probably wouldn't have killed that woman. She would be live today. Now, you know they're going to try and drag her name through the mud. She she had some prior events happen. She had just got out of jail. Uh, she had just broke someone's window. She had uh, got into it with the apartment manager and scratched that woman's face up because she was getting evicted. So, clearly the woman was going through some stuff. But did she deserve to die? Nobody deserves to die. You could have put her in jail. You could have detained her. You could have shot her in the leg if you felt you couldn't handle a 45-year-old woman. 
Because there's other ways to handle that situation other than taking somebody's life, man. And what I wanted to do with this platform and this show today was to just put it out there again and reiterate what my man Sandman was saying from Personal uh, Defense Incorporated. He basically said, what's morally right and what's the law, you can't blend the two. Because when the officer is on the scene, he is enforcing the law. So it might not be right in a sense, but don't challenge them to the point where if that weapon is drawn, comply. Because at the end of the day, we want all y'all to come home, man. We want, if you stop by the police, we want to make sure you put your hands on the steering wheel. Don't make any fast moves because these people are terrified. They're supposed to be trained and they're supposed to be there here to protect us. It ain't about protecting us anymore. Y'all need to get that in y'all head. They are here to protect the banks. They are here to enforce the little articles and the the, the all of the statutes and, and, and those things. They're not enforcing real law. Real law don't exist on the, on the common level. You're right. You're right, Roshana. And uh, I would love to continue and, and keep dialoguing with y'all, but I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up. Make sure you check us out Saturday. Probably going to be broadcasting from a remote location. But uh, Saturday at 1 p.m., man, blogtalkradio.com. I may or may not be on the on the Facebook Live on the next one, but make sure y'all go past blogtalkradio.com. Come on here, son. Y'all go past blogtalkradio.com forward slash uh, Principles 101 and just hit follow. Create a profile and follow. That way, when I'm doing a show, you get notified the next time that I'm doing one. And you can make sure you're on point. See, I got my little king here. He'll be 10 years old in a couple of months. He's going to be publishing his first book. I'm going to have him on the radio show. But I appreciate the love. Like you, I got 90 seconds, y'all. I appreciate the love. Y'all keep tuning in, and I'm going to keep bringing that heat to y'all. Elder Vine Bay checking out, man. Y'all have a blessing.